I am your host, Steve, and I am joined by Kevin, and together we are doing a complete and methodical review of the Christopher Nolan 2020 epic high-concept time travel film, Tenet. We are doing a minute-by-minute analysis of the film by conducting our own temporal pincer movements. I am on the red team moving forward through the film. Kevin is on the blue team traveling in reverse. Kevin, we've been off for like a month. How (laughs) are you? We have not. Have we talked since the Oppenheimer review? No. No, we have we we like kind of tried to last week, but it like just it wasn't it wasn't working for us. You know, we I was tired. Talked. You had yeah. things to do. Yeah. But like, no, we haven't had we haven't had an episode since um, we are we are crawling across the finish line. There's like <laughs> yes. seven episodes of this to go uh, mm-hmm. and we're making it as painful as possible. <laughs> OK. And our 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 five listeners are dying to hear us finally give our um, our Nolan rankings that we promised during the Oppenheimer review. I like your optimism on the five listeners. Actually, I don't, <laughs> I don't know that it's uh, it's not like secret to like share our numbers. I, you know, when we started this, I think we assumed five listeners. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but like we've done, I think we've exceeded at least my expectations. We, we exceeded 5,000 downloads like all time, which is uh, kind of amazing in my opinion. That that is pretty amazing. I don't know like metrics of podcast world, but I want to get into it more. And okay, and since we're doing a bit that we promised, I'm going to promise another bit later on in the beginning of an episode where I'm going to start pitching you new podcast ideas. Um oh. that you can turn down at your discretion. <laughs> because I'm going to that- tell you there's going to be multiple and you don't have to agree to any one of them is what I'm going to say. But if you, but like, is the idea that like we're gonna land on one and then do that one after this? If if it if um, you're interested, yeah, because I have the about, stars align. Okay, I have about three. I'll say. Um, Are we doing that today or is that next week? No, that's next week. We got to do our Nolan ranking. Okay, we do have uh, to do our Christopher Nolan movie ranking. Now that we've seen them all, I still haven't seen the following, but that's fine. Um, Oh, I was going to say something else. Oh, this is episode 69, by the way. So insert, ah! your, uh, insert high school, high school joke. That's the um, sex number. <laughs> uh, n- nailed the landing. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, this week, prior to our tenant analysis, we promised to do our our ordering well not our your ordering of christopher nolan's movies from worst to best and i will critique that list yes um and so why don't we just jump into it 12 canonical films um because we're including the following that is his first film i think he might have done other shorts before then but none of them were real this is his real first um it's it's considered a short it's Six, speaking of this, I just looked it up. It's 69 minutes long. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, my God. <laughs> which I think is the longest it could be and still be. Maybe I think maybe shorts have to be less than 60 minutes, actually, for Oscar consideration. But so it's like, I mean, you need at least 80 minutes to be considered a feature film, I think. So this is a short. Um, 
and I watched it a long time ago. It was on YouTube for a brief period. I don't think it's there anymore. Um, and it's very much a student film that seems like either Christopher Nolan made himself or somebody who's such a huge fan of Christopher Nolan made a student <laughs> film. It's, it's black and white. It's there, there's like long, it, it's very long and little dialogue, but when the dialogue hits a lot happens, um, I'll give you the premise because you, you'll agree. I think you'll agree that this is a Christopher Nolan student film idea. Uh, a man is in the act of writing. I think it's a play and not a screenplay, like a stage play, but he's so distracted by the play he's supposed to be writing. He constantly keeps going out into crowds and following people to see what they do during their day. And then <laughs> he stumbles on somebody that does something weird. And he thinks maybe he's like a spy or an agent, but then the, the guy ends up like following him in return. And that's kind of, and then it gets caught up into like a man of mystery kind of thing. And it sounds it ends, amazing. Yeah. It yeah sounds and good. It ends kind of anticlimactic, but it's like very like that kind of overwritten thing of like where it's like a play about a man writing a play kind of thing. All right. I like it. But, but like still it. it's a student film. It's not, perfect so last of the list uh next one uh the dark knight rises that is number that's, 11 that's the bottom that's basically the bottom of the major motion pictures he's made oh wait so the following gets number 12 following is number 12 oh wow dark knight rises is better than the following it's saying a lot it's saying a lot i can't <laughs> uh dark knight rises ah, i just I like all right that's fine there's so I'm much fine with said that. about yeah. his batman run uh, I think, and I think this is going to go like, you're going to be pissed off about one of my Batman entries. That's not right, the one you're going to be pissed off about. <laughs> and also you can be pissed off about my number one, which is always <laughs> how these things go. <laughs> All right. Uh, 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 yeah, that's fair. Next, I know what your number one is. Okay. Yeah. Uh, next. I think. Uh, I think. No, yeah. Write it on a piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> next is uh, a movie I just watched because this was the one I hadn't seen of his. And I was like, all right, well, now's the time to do it. And I had obviously a month to do it. I watched Insomnia. And that was a great movie. But I'm putting it at 10. And the reason why is because it's the least one I think he has ownership over. Mm. It's okay. It seems like anybody could have made Insomnia. It's a basic like detective movie there's not really that much like meta commentary or social commentary going on there it's just an interesting well done detective movie with a twist and if any other director made it it would have been a lesser film i still think it's great but when you look at the other movies i have to play with it, it wound up down here at number 10 i'm surprised i'm surprised you have it at number 10 i don't disagree uh, I thought there were other movies you'd put lower as worse than that. Yeah, I did. I did. It's it's also but, the one he doesn't really have a writing credit on. Yeah. Uh, so it's like it does the feel, least ownership of his. Yeah. It's the least it's the least Christopher Nolan Christopher Nolan movie. Yes, exactly. And I think if he didn't get the Dark Knight, we probably would have gotten him making a couple of these movies before he got big. Like yeah. a couple of just studio movies. But we don't have that. <laughs> I just want yeah. to throw it out there. By putting that at number 10, 
you're suggesting Tenet is a better movie than Insomnia. At number nine is Tenet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's... I do not know if it's because I've just watched it incessantly and it seems to get worse every time. <laughs> like a snake eating its own tail, I'm I I'm constantly dreading <laughs> the consumption of this movie. Um I can't believe it's as high as number 9. Uh, to be honest, <laughs> really? like I'm kind of like I think Insomnia is better than Tenet, right? Um I I think there's as... an argument to be made. I seriously just before this I moved the two. Like today <laughs> I made an edit staring at it knowing we were going to do this and I moved Tenet slightly above it. I almost could make the argument the Dark Knight Rises is better <laughs> than Tenet. That almost I I think I'll fight on that. <laughs> I like I Which like is weird. Bane. I I like Bane as a as a bad guy, and I like the pit that Bruce Wayne gets stuck in. Right, like those two parts of The Dark Knight Rises are cool, surrounded yes. by bad shit. <laughs> it was surrounded by just let's get this over with kind of mentality. And Michael Caine is really good in The Dark Knight Rises. He is like yeah. There when are he's great- like crying like on the staircase, it's like that's a powerful scene, man. And he like gets fired. Oh, That's a really powerful. <laughs> it's a really powerful scene. You could do this with any one of these movies and tell me like <laughs> this this part of it, this part of it, this part of it is great. You know, uh, I know. <laughs> uh, but right, yeah, right, I stop. could. I'll stop. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't. We we've talked enough about Tenet. I want to talk about other movies. <laughs> <laughs> Number eight, uh, Batman Begins. Okay. Um. Yep. Yeah, I. I saw this and it washed over me. I don't even know if I knew Christopher Nolan made this when I watched it. Cause I think I told this story that like me and my wife halfway through this movie started making out in the back of my car in a drive-in movie theater when I saw it for the right. first time. Um, <laughs> so I forever burned in my memory <laughs> uh, seeing this movie for the first time. Uh, I were, I think we were dating at that time. What time did, when did it come out? Oh, five. Yeah, that was the year we got married. Yeah. So we were either dating or just married. Um, Yeah. So but I've rewatched a bunch of times. It never really. It never really dazzles me uh, in the way the other movies do, Um, but also it dazzles me enough to rank it above um, Tenet. (laughs) It's definitely better than Tenet. It's definitely better than Dark Knight Rises. I might have it a little bit higher in the list, but I, I think I also like Batman a little bit more than you in general. So that's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not upset about the, the placement here. Yeah. And I do like Batman. I'm going to say that. But the, the <laughs> Christopher Nolan's take on Batman is not my favorite take on Batman. Um, um, OK, next is a movie we saw very early on in our friendship. Um, <laughs> Memento, number seven. That's yeah, a good movie. Good movie. It, only gets better every time I, I watch it. I find more in it, um, which is like the that is what makes a Christopher Nolan movie uh, good. And that's what makes Tenet bad. Is that like I, I feel dumber every time I watch Tenet and I feel more a part of the story every time I watch uh, Memento. It's just it's a way more complete movie. Mm-hmm. Uh my wife just told me she has not seen it, which blew my mind. So now I get to, I haven't watched it in probably 10 years. So I'm excited to go back and watch it. Yeah. It, that's the thing. Like you're, 
you, you're like, oh, I remember parts of it. But I guarantee there's going to be things and you're like, oh, I never caught that before. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for, for those moments. Uh, 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 next, a close contender for Memento is Dunkirk. Um, okay. saw this one in the theater too alone. Because <laughs> my <laughs> wife doesn't go see war movies with me. Um, and I was just, uh, the only thing I'll say about this one, I was underwhelmed by the lack of characters besides uh, Mark Rylance on the boat is the only real person we get to know in that whole story. And it's only maybe a third of the narrative. It's not, it's not even, it's like not even that much. Uh, I actually, I think I'd put Memento ahead of Dunkirk and yeah, that's I not a shot that. at Dunkirk. Dunkirk's a really good movie. It is a really good movie. Um, but to that point, like it's less complete than Memento, right? Like it could almost be a silent movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's great stuff. And there's such good stuff. It's just, it's yeah. a really good movie. Really. I good was, movie. I watched this with two of my children recently. My one son who likes war movies and my daughter who loves any movie where the ship sinks, oh, which wow. might be, which might be my fault for showing her Titanic at such a young age. Those wait, wait, can I just, those, those are definitely your children. Yeah. She's, <laughs> we've, we've watched the Poseidon adventure, both the old one and the new one. We've watched like, every, I'm constantly going, Oh, Hey, there's a ship that sinks in this one. <laughs> All right, I think after this, now we're in straight banger territory where it's I don't even hard. have it's... I don't even have bad things to say about the next five. These uh, these are gonna be hard. This is hard. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Prestige is number five. Oh my god, I thought that was gonna be your number one, but oh, now, wow. now I realize now I realize what your number yeah. one is. A lot of people say the Prestige is like his best movie. Again, really good movie, really good characters, like complete movie. It's such a good movie. Yeah. Uh, I, I I can hardly find why I thought this was worse than the other movies. Um, it grew on me over time. I saw it and I was like, oh, that was that was interesting. And it reminded me, I knew it was Christopher Nolan from Memento. I'm like, that was a very Memento film without being a direct replica of yeah. it. It's kind of like M. Night Shyamalan. Remember when he made Sixth Sense? I was like, oh, that's amazing. And then he just <laughs> kind of tried to copy that movie 15 times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just re like reuse the same formula and it like never really worked again. Yeah. But this was like, Oh, the twist hits you and you're like, Oh, Oh, this is just like the twist of memento all coming back to me all, all over yeah. again, only better. Um, yeah. And, and again, every time you rewatch it, there's something more great Kane performance. I think that is going to, uh, sweep through all these movies actually uh number four uh is the dark the dark knight i have to yeah, yeah dark knight i so... always screw up the titles yes the dark knight with heath... heath ledger heath ledger yeah okay again also saw that in the same um drive-in movie theater with my wife um that which she brought a friend that time it was after we were married oh, oh. <laughs> so yeah <laughs> did not go down the same but i was like still i'm 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 loving this movie <laughs> Um, okay, number three. I, I don't think anything needs to be said about The Dark Knight. Uh, maybe the greatest comic book movie ever made. Um, Interstellar, number three. I can't believe you have Interstellar higher than The Dark Knight. I didn't think you liked it that much. So that motivates me. Mm -hmm. Speaking of my children, my oldest son loves space movies. 
any movie set in space, he will sit down and watch. We just watched Ad Astra, which is not a good movie. Uh, <laughs> have you have you have you two watched Sunshine? Yes. Yeah, we good, watched that earlier movie. this summer. Good yes, if he had the same critique I I did, which was it falls apart at the end. A little bit, a little yeah. bit. Good, good journey though. <laughs> Once you realize there's somebody on the ship, it's just yeah. that that movie takes a weird turn and never recovers. But a great movie, yeah. great visuals. Um, yeah, Christopher Nolan should have made it. He uses <laughs> that soundtrack all the time. Everyone uses. Everyone yeah. uses the the sunshine yeah. soundtrack. Yeah, everyone. Yeah. yeah, it's a. I feel like it's a big inspiration for Interstellar. Um, uh, okay, and now. Uh, number one and number two, um, uh, walking out of the theater, I thought this is his greatest movie ever made, which was Oppenheimer recently. And then I woke up the next day and I said, no, Inception is still number one. So Oppenheimer <laughs> is number two, <laughs> um, which I, it, it's such a departure and it's such a departure in the right direction where he's showing you a character, you're getting to know him and all the people around him. And I, I'm interested in him doing more histories like this and less like Dunkirk in the future. Um, yeah. And then inception is the King. Inception. Yeah. Okay. So I thought you'd have prestige. Number one, inception. Number two, uh, mm. I'm, I'm surprised Oppenheimer made your number two, to be honest. Um, I don't know that I'd have it in the top two. Maybe, maybe number three, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm put like just personal, personally, like I, I love Interstellar. I, I know I've talked about it. I think that's, that's my favorite of his movies. It really is such a good movie. Um, and then number two, I, I might actually put the prestige. I can see that. I, I can see why. And there's a big resurgence of going back and watching the prestige and realizing how brilliant it is. Yeah. And it's got that meta commentary on movies in there the same way inception does inception throws it in your face. Yes. Uh, that we're making a movie like this is literally like Tom Hardy's literally playing an actor um, in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> and the prestige is doing it through showmanship and magic. Um, yes less in your face i would say um yes so i can see that argument being made and i respect it but i'm sticking by this list at least until there's another no it's a good list it's a good list i think uh yeah i would go interstellar prestige and then then maybe oppenheimer uh but also hard not to put like the dark knight in there yeah that's what i was gonna say you're gonna have the dark knight up there it's tough it's really really tough oppenheimer Oppenheimer's really good. I need to see it again. I need to see it again. I, I, like, I always do this I have... thing where I, I go and want to rewatch the Batmans that he made, and I'll either start with Batman Begins, turn it off, and just start The Dark Knight, <laughs> or just watch The Dark Knight, and then go, God, I wish there was more of these. And I go, oh, there is. It's The Dark Knight. And then I'm like, five minutes of The Dark Knight Rises, and I'm like, no. This is... <laughs> Batman Begins is good, man. I I have I have that higher on my list. I I actually really like that movie. I think uh, Liam Neeson is super good in it. Uh, let's think. Let's think. You've Killian um, Murphy. Killian right? Murphy's in there. Uh, yeah. yeah. Coming in, coming in late. Um, however, there is um, Katie Holmes in there. <laughs> she so she is a better 
She's a better version than what's her face. They have Katie Holmes has more to do than Maggie Gyllenhaal. She just has to die. Um, yeah, Katie Holmes is know. better. Katie Holmes is better. I hardly ever make it to that. The Katie Holmes part of the movie, though. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Caine is so good in it. Uh, he's just good in everything. Like, I just love Michael Caine. <laughs> Also, how has he never worked with Morgan Freeman again? He never worked with Morgan Freeman again. I'm just realizing looking at the list. Wow. That's a good point. He's only in the Batman movies, right? Yeah. Like he would be like, I guess he's more British. Like he, he gravitated towards, I already got Michael Caine in all my movies. I don't need another old man. Um, Well, he also never uses um, from the prestige. There's a lot of people in the prestige, right? You've got, David Bowie's in The Prestige, by the yeah, way. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, he plays Nicola Tesla. That shocks me every time. I, I completely know. forget. Like, I, I, I've only ever seen two David Bowie movies. There might be more, but it's Labyrinth and this. And I'm always just like, yeah, yeah. Somehow, like a magician, he like casts a spell on me. And I forget he's in it until I'm watching the movie again. Yeah. And I love the part of The Prestige where you're almost questioning whether Andy Serkis is really Tesla and, uh, and that David Bowie might uh, be acting. Right. There's. Uh, <laughs> well, I never thought about that. Is that a thing in it? Is that like a thing? I didn't know that was a thing. I, th- I don't, am I, I might be authoring that right now, but I, that's something that always catches me where, cause there's a lot of people playing other people in that movie. And there's, there's like one line of dialogue. I can't pin it down now where, I always go, oh yeah, maybe like like one of them looks at the other for advice on how to handle a situation and the power dynamic shifts. And it seems like maybe Andy Circus, who's playing the assistant, is actually Tesla. You're blowing and he, my mind. And right he's now. hired this other flamboyant man to pretend <laughs> to be Tesla. <laughs> so he doesn't You're blowing have my, blowing so, my mind. social yeah. interactions. Look forward to that video essay. <laughs> <laughs> On my YouTube minimum channel. minimum effort media Thank on you. YouTube. Uh, wow, what an intro! Twenty two minutes in. Yeah, I, I know. I was looking at the time. It. Uh, we have time though, so yeah, we uh, we can get into this now. That was okay. fun. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> we should do that again in like a year because I bet the order has changed. Mm. Yeah, I, I, his next movie. No, even before his next movie comes out, I think oh. the order changes. The order, I bet you your order changes. My order would change, right? Like, I, I can't keep these things straight. If I watch Insomnia again, probably. <laughs> yeah, I just like, there's no way it's worse than The Dark Knight Rises. Or, yeah, no, you had that right. There's, no, but it's, it's, well, oh, Tenet. Yeah, you had it better. You had it worse than Tenet. Yeah, we could fight about that. Yeah. Um, I can't wait. For a year to go by, and I have not seen Tenet. <laughs> <laughs> is there like actually? So before we get into the analysis, <laughs> oh, wow. of, uh, of minute sixty nine, is there like an emotional moment in Tenet, like a really emotional moment? Sater's the most emotional character. He's all emotion, but like. You f- okay, like, but he he's emotional in a way that like his his uh, his existence or whatever like makes you tense because you're just like I don't know what he's going to do next. <laughs> he's unpredictable yes. 
he's kind of a maniac. But like, I mean, like something that really like just makes you feel for like another character. That like only maybe the end, the 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 knowledge of that these two guys have been buddies in a previous life, and that Neil's been keeping this a secret, and he has. But that's the release of a he's been bottling in emotion (laughs) the entire movie, and it's a release, and then all he has to say is uh, our catchphrase, which is (laughs) the beginning friend. Uh, yeah. Or no, he says, uh, this is the start of a beautiful friendship or. No, that's, the that's Casablanca. End. That's Casablanca. <laughs> well, it's a, yeah, you're right. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. You're right. That's, that's maybe it, right? Like that very end when they have that like 60 second exchange episode one of Tenet Men, if you're interested. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. If you're interested in this podcast, <laughs> listen to the yeah, first should... one. Can you imagine listening to Tenet Men in reverse? <laughs> um, oh, well, like that's in, a, inside, a podcast inside, and a podcast. Inside out kind of a deal. All right, yeah. let's get into this. We are, Ooh. I am at minute marker 68.21 to 69.21 or 108.21 oh. to 109.21. Um, we're really, really moving along here. Uh, last week, uh, I told you before we started recording, that I wrote this like three weeks ago and now <laughs> looking at it cold, is a little challenging at our last episode. Uh, it's when the protagonist and Seder uh, have that conversation on the yacht. Seder just murdered a dude with a brick of gold. Um, and now he threw it at, uh, at the protagonist to pick up and the, well, the protagonist didn't catch it. He dropped it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we, we pick up at 6821. The protagonist picks up the uh, bloody murder bar and uh, and then they walk in different directions. And then the pro uh, the protagonist aggressively grabs his handgun back from Volkov because uh, they have just an adorable relationship in this whole movie. Um, and then we get a new scene. So uh, three yeah. seconds into my minute, we, we start a new scene. Uh, we're in the harbor of some country. Uh, the protagonist starts speaking um, while we're at that, that overhead shot of the Harbor and says, what did you find uh, on the gold? Uh, and then Neil responds also off the camera to start. Uh, no Franks, no mold marks, nothing. How? Uh, now they're walking down a street and I think it's Oslo. Protagonist says dead drops. He buries his time capsule transmits the location then digs it up to collect the inverted materials they sent neil says uh seemingly instantaneous where does he bury it someplace that won't be discovered for centuries um protagonist says what did the soil sample show neil responds northern europe asia radioactive this is, this is a lot of csi miami stuff going on a little bit yeah a little bit a <laughs> yeah. little bit yeah um so they're testing the gold bar that he got from them to figure yeah. out how he's getting these gold bars right um and they're digging them up instantaneous Seem- seemingly instantaneous so he buries the time capsule transmits the location then digs it up to collect the inverter material so like i guess like i need a little bit I would like to understand the logistics of this a little bit more, right? Is it, this like, um, 
this 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 almost feels like a like a quantum problem, right? Like, oh well, you can't fill the time capsule if you're watching it, right? Under observation, so yes. you have to bury it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mm. and that's that's always a theme of uh, of tenant, right? Like, you can't watch you can't watch these things happen, right? Exactly. What gets observed by mm-hmm. the film camera itself is what is important to the movie, and nothing else is right. <laughs> kind of what happens. Um, so I think that's, that's the idea here, even though they don't, they don't even talk about the logistics that much, but you know, I kind of want to They know. could in theory, if they find the location, they could intercept it. Oh yeah, for sure. Mm. For sure. Um, all right. That brings us back to one Oh eight fifty one. Now we cut to Seder and cat in the backseat oh. of a car. Cat is in the red dress. We are we are converging here. Yeah, I know. I was uh, just <laughs> I was flipping through the script, and the script is a little out of order compared to where we are uh, in the movie. Okay, and I'm like, oh yeah, I have to flip a couple pages. But we are three pages away Whew. from each other. Uh, Seder says everything everything salvaged from Oslo has been shipped here, uh, and that's referring to the damage from the Freeport accident. Kat says, why am I here? Seder says, I don't trust anyone else to assess the pieces. He's lying. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we cut back to dialogue of the protagonist off screen. Via convoy through downtown. What's the thinking? This is this is so disjointed, by the way. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> very, very Christopher Nolan. Very tenant. These are separate uh, in the script, I, I want to point out. And that's why I'm flipping back and forth. <laughs> so they, they thought, let's get clever on the editing here. Because yeah. basically some shit's about to go down. And let's like let's muddy the waters a little bit before the shit goes down to make things exciting. Yeah, because we're not confused enough at this point. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so Neil says, crowded, unpredictable traffic patterns. It's almost impossible to plan an ambush. Uh, protagonist says they have a point is the convoy monitored from the air neil says tracked by gps one wrong turn in come the cavalry protagonist says we need big guns <laughs> now, this, <laughs> this is this is my favorite part you change scene they're on some kind of like transport but they pick up the conversation exactly where they left off from when they were walking oh, on the street yeah <laughs> Not in the script that you, you cut within the middle of a paragraph of what the <laughs> protagonist was saying. Well, he says, uh, guns that make the point without being fired. This is like, it's maddening, right? They're yeah. walking down the street. We need big guns. New scene guns that make the point without being fired. Like th- that should be continuous, but you know, C- continuous. Whatever. And then like, you know, I don't know what country they're in, but you know, I don't know. I, I, Black men know they cannot say certain things in public. And <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. They're very nice, uh, docile people, but also they're aware. Yeah, I know there's prejudiced people. You might not be, but many people around here are. <laughs> uh, and then last line of my minute, we need a fast car that doesn't look fast. Oh, they choose and a that's Saab. It. <laughs> no, no, BM- BMW. Oh yeah, that's no, right. They're a, in it's, BMW. It's a, it, He's in a it's Saab like a five later series. on. Yeah, yeah. It's like a five series. It's a good It car. could just be a rich man's car. Yeah. <laughs> um, good point. Well chosen. I think it's a five series. Um I don't know. That's it. BMWs. That's the end of my minute. All right. 
you set up a lot that's going to happen my minute um oh it's happening it's all happening so just like you i wrote these down a month ago but like every week we almost recorded so i have rewatched <laughs> this minute like five times <laughs> um same notes i've only added to them it's there's only one line of dialogue in the whole um minute not spoken by a main character uh it is all visuals um it is all the temporal pincer movement on the highway that you were setting up how they're going to do um so we start off with the visual of uh, it's just it's fast cutting so i'm going to try and give time markers here i'm at uh, one hour 15 minutes and 21 seconds uh, where we start off the visual is the protagonist hanging on to the side of uh, the fire truck which is on the left side of the temporal pincer movement when you're looking at it from above and you can hear Neil counting down. Three, two, one. We cut to Neil on the one. And then we cut to inside the cab of the truck in the very front of the temporal pincer movement, hitting the brakes. Then we cut. Uh, we're now at uh, 15 minutes, 30 seconds to the cab of the rear semi that slams the gas and charges forward. Neil reacts to what he's seeing, which is the two trucks slamming into the armored truck that's in the center of the temporal pincer. And the chain reaction, we then see the back of the truck being slammed from the rear and the it being pushed into the truck in front of it. Um, at 41 seconds, we cut to the protagonist on the side of the truck bracing as it swerves to move into its position. And then he begins to climb up into onto the ladder. Um, just want to point out how like coordinated this action and these cuts are that like it shows the protagonist like have like being off balance catching his balance and then starting his action of climbing all within five seconds it's pretty good and this is all just amazing because all these setups with these imax cameras like they can only have so many and every shot I'm, I've mentioned so far is in a different setup, a different location. Mm. So they had to do this either a hundred times and move the camera around or they might've at most, how many IMAX cameras exist? There's not, there's like, you can count them. There's not that. Is many. that true? Is that true? Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, These, wow. All this, all IMAX equipment is very specialized. Oh, so wow. okay. they had to do this many times. Also, IMAX lenses are different and extremely expensive. Um, so, okay. After that, then we have the shot from above, the big shot of the two semis in front squishing um, the um, armored truck. And in between the armored truck and the two semis that are pincing it, I didn't mention, are two security sedans that just get crumpled. <laughs> and we're going to cut to those soon too. And then either side on the left side, is the fire truck on the right side as you're looking down from it is like a garbage truck that's all squishing it. Um, we then cut to the inside of the rear semi who goes on the radio and he says something completely inaudible that is not even on the subtitles, but according to the script, he says, go yellow, which is oh. a remnant in the script that there are blue and yellow or there are red and yellow teams as well. At, or wait, I forget what the other color is, maybe green. What's the other primary color? 
Oh, I don't know. <laughs> okay, blue, red, yellow, and there's one other team. Um, so last, this is just from the script. There was other teams mentioned throughout the script, um, which um, then the leads, the front of the lead semi slams his fist on the back uh, to the people in the back of the semi. And there's a radar dish on top of that uh, semi and they scramble the um, communication waves. Um, we then cut to the inside of the armor truck. The bad guys, or I don't know, whoever they are, <laughs> pick up the radio <laughs> and they start saying gibberish, different language, not, not subtitled. Um, and then uh, in the rear semi, we cut back to the guy listening to the radio and he just smiles. And that's how <laughs> okay. quick you're getting information that he's just, that, that the radios are down and that I didn't even happens. know that I didn't, didn't even know that that's wild. Actually, that all happened in nine seconds. Everything I just described wow. from <laughs> the protagonist climbing to the top of the fire truck because they're saying it with like a quick look like that's it. Um, oh my God. Where am I? <laughs> Looks in the radio and smiles. Okay. Then we cut to the bad guys who are inside the, the security sedans that are completely smushed. <laughs> and he is trying to open the door and it's opening into the side of the fire truck and yeah. these guys are just like going crazy they can't talk on the radios um, um uh, then we're now into one hour 16 minutes and three seconds in um we cut to the control room uh where there's two guys that are just gonna have a quick conversation here and it happens so fast the one guy in Estonian says, radio's down. And the other guy looks up from his um, computer and says, are they still moving? And the guy shakes his head and the other guy goes like with his hands, eh, who cares? Like that, like they're saying stuff non-verbally to let you know that the radios are down just like they did in the trucks. And it happens, that all happens within uh, four seconds. Uh we then go back to the protagonist who is now on top of the ladder as it starts to swing over and he is about uh, to um, set his device. Uh, there's a cut to the four-way pincer movement from above again. And that is the minute that I covered. And we jump, uh, if we go back to the last episode, I was talking about the protagonist blowing a hole. Uh, in the top of the armored truck. So that is how he got there within one minute of tenant running time. Definitely. Yeah. We talked about that last time. It's definitely a very safe thing to do to use explosives around uh highly radioactive plutonium. <laughs> yeah, Although we well, know it's not going to go know nuclear, it's, but <laughs> it's not, it's not plutonium though, as we know. <laughs> yes. He doesn't know it's, that though. It's just one of nine pieces of a time travel device that will completely destroy the world. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely safer than plutonium. And the tenth is love. The secret <laughs> the secret tenth piece is love. <laughs> oh man. All right. Uh wow. That, record we're, we're into, time. We're into some overtime here. Our Oppenheimer review was longer. If you haven't checked that out, please do. That was the last thing we released. It was a special edition of Tenet Men, uh, where we did our review of Oppenheimer. Go check that out. Uh, but thank you all for listening to the Tenant Men podcast. If you've enjoyed this program, please take a moment to follow, rate, and review on whatever service you found us on. Rest assured, we will continue our temporal pincer movement of this film next week with episode 70. We're so close. And until then, we'll meet you at the beginning. I'll see you at the beginning, friend. <laughs>